Welcome to the Hunter's Hub video game podcast, born of the Monster Hunter community. This is your host, Fortuan, joined by co-host Sasha. Welcome back this week. Hi, thanks for, you know, waiting for me. It's been a long week. I'm excited to not talk about work for the next couple of hours. Yeah, uh, long week here as well. Uh, I managed in a four-day work week to almost pull 40 hours still. <laughs> I that is that is just a regular thing for me, so I, I feel that pain. Yeah. Now there were a couple lulls, but like I think the first day Monday we pulled, I think I pulled nine and a half hours out on the first day, and that's that's unusual for me. That for you like that that's usual for you. That's yeah <laughs> unusual for me. Um. So welcome Ace. Hi. Who we we almost didn't have today and had me shaking in my boots. But yeah. you know, tomorrow is a holiday. I get it. Yeah, gotta make the house somewhat spick and span. Ish. Tomorrow's a tomorrow's a an American holiday for all you non American listeners. It's yeah, Zombie Jesus Day. Yeah. If you wanna if you want to put it that way. <laughs> I was going to talk about the Easter bunny who lays eggs in the middle of the night and tells you to go find them. Like some weird, un- irresponsible bunny mother. With some eggs. weird cryptid mutant creature. Didn't know bunnies laid eggs, a, but we'll roll with it. I'd love it if it was the jackalope. Just like <laughs> the, just our, our thing. It just, instead of the Easter bunny, it just became the jackalope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! So uh, tonight is is uh, is our gaming news night. Um, but like like we said, we've had busy weeks, so I wasn't able to catch up with a lot of news. So I ended up searching around for stuff. But I do have one thing that I do want to talk about. Now, technically, it's not video games, but it's a big deal for me, um, and it was news. And we'll get to that. So here we go. It's not a huge surprise, guys. It's a card game thing. I know you just don't care, but. It's cool. Um, so, uh, how's it been, Sasha? You had a big work conference last time. Yes. She said she didn't want to talk about work. Yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> I meant gaming-wise. I have put in some time in Tiny Tina's Wonderland. I am no longer a stabomancer. I'm a mist dancer because I dual oh. class with Spore Warden. That seems to be a popular one. Like, a lot of people seem to like Spore Warden. It seems like it's just like having a little a little extra healing buddy, which is nice because with Stabomancer class, you take a hit in Constitution right off the bat. So, a little squishy. So, it's nice to have um, the Spore Warden. So, okay. Uh, I'm, I think I'm like level 20, early 20s. So I, I've put okay. some time in, but I've mostly been um, trying to like 100% the maps before I move on. Oh yeah. And finding all of the, all of the loot dice. I really, really hate the rune switches. Oh, the ones you got to do the jump puzzles. Yep. Yep. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if I wanted to play Tomb Raider, that's what I would play. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're uncharted. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I uh, 
I rolled credits on it not that long ago. I think it was Wednesday night. I think Johnson and I rolled credits on it. I'm a hammer zerker, so I literally went the full melee build okay. of the of the clawbringer pla- uh, plus the berserker. And um, I love the fact that I just run up and I got a lot of cooldown on my ability, and I just do the super hammer, and it creates lightning everywhere. And I now do all three elemental damages. So fire, lightning, and ice <laughs> all at once. Nice. <laughs> so, like, I get, like, a bunch of notifications of, like, killed X amount of enemies with ice and fire and lightning, like, all the time. I'm like, yes, I am the elemental, elemental master. Um and it helps that, like, your little buddy that comes with the Clawbringer, the Wyvern, um, has insane damage. And all of your, like, class ability stuff that you get increases his damage. So, like, I can go into a fight and it's just like, Wyvern's going to go over here and take care of three enemies while I'm taking care of two. It feels like it's it's kind of better than me in some ways. So, um and we we nearly 100% all the maps. We didn't get to 100% at some of the early ones. So I think I'm going to go back and do that. And we didn't 100% the town, too. So I'm yeah. working on that. I just got to the part where the rest of the town opens up because the ocean. So Yes. Yeah. It was an insane cutscene. It was hilarious. <laughs> I actually, when the I, I went into photo mode for that. Because I, I thought that was oh. cool when the, the big wave was rolling in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it totally didn't destroy anything. Yeah. Which is funny. Funny to me because it was just like, yeah, <laughs> no, they're totally not going to destroy the whole town on accident. Oh, no, they didn't. Okay, cool. All right. That's good. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I played a bit of Tiny Tina's. I've actually been really into this Switch game called Monster Sanctuary the past couple weeks. Did I talk about this last week, Sweep? It's um indie game. Um it's a mix between a Metroidvania and Pokemon. It's it used to be oh, yeah, on Game Pass. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been really enjoying it. I'm nearish the end of the game. And that's kind of where I've been focusing my gaming, like almost exclusively, is that game. But I've been super busy, so Switch is the way to go when I'm busy. Because I can play <coughs> in the car. Well, I can play on downtime. I am on vacation until the 26th. So I mm-hmm. intend on rolling credits on Tiny Tina's. Mm-hmm. And probably getting as much as I can. Not the room, Probably not the room switches. I don't think it's going to happen. Mm. I would also... Some of them were pretty... Uh, unintuitive like there's there's one that was in an area it's just like why how what (laughs) i've done a couple it's just it's just really i don't know i don't like doing the same thing over and over and over again and it's very frustrating Mm. and then i'm stabomancer class and i've specifically added a bunch of things that make me really fast and i feel like it's making it harder than it needs to be because Mm. i like (laughs) Overshooting? Yes. Yes. Okay. I get it. Wow. You're going to hate some of the later levels then, because there's a lot of platforming yeah. in some of those later levels. Yeah. 
Yep, I know I'm gonna hate it. <laughs> oh boy. Um. So, uh, Ace, what have you what have you been up to? Um. I've been battling against the freaking purchasing menus in uh, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. Yeah, I just saw that while I I um, had some downtime today. So, specifically, one of the ships is the uh, Tie Baron, and then there's been a few times after like going on a spending spree and buying characters, or just trying to buy a character, the game literally just crashes out to the main menu on Switch. Mm. Like, yeah. That's bad. Like, I appreciate that they delayed it, what, two, three times? Mm-hmm. To make it better and make it playable, but this should not be happening if that's the case. I don't know what kind of software glitch causes the game just to crash out when you're buying stuff with the in-game currency. That you mm-hmm. earn, like, like hotcakes, but like, I don't know. I feel like it shouldn't be happening to me. Probably happening oh, shit, to other people. Um, also caught antlers just before the show. Oh, I watched that as well. I, I was going to talk about that. At, 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 did I talk about that? Did I? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was the just yeah. before the monster. I haven't watched the other ones yet, but. Um, I will say, I thought it was kind of weird. They slightly changed up the mythos because it seems to also spread like an infection where if you get stabbed by a Wendigo, you can then become a Wendigo when I thought it was only caused by the consumption of human flesh in like the sacred, sacred ground. But, Mm mm-hmm. I still Whatever. just want to know where all the mandated reporters were in that town. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Or where the freaking common sense was. Like, <laughs> like we yeah. were we were watching as the the lady from the school goes into the house. And it's like Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, so you're talking about the, the you principal. You mean to tell me you walk into the to the house, it's seemingly abandoned. It smells like rotting flesh. Yes, you know you, you can don't smell leave that then. house. You don't call police then. You Guys. open. You open this locked door that's locked <laughs> with like a metal bar. Has a weird bag of whatever the hell it is, and then it has one of those sliding bolt locks. You don't leave then either. Yeah. Then you walk in, and as you're walking up the stairs to the attic, you can see like crazy scratches and blood all over the wall and there you still don't leave you still don't call the police this is this is the whole premise of horror movies this is why horror movies exist because if people don't do this dumb stuff then the movie doesn't happen well i was also questioning too um because the the dad who turns into the the Wendigo, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're in the attic. Yes. The yes. windows, the windows in the attic 
don't have bars or anything like that on them. And he was violently trying to break through the door at the bottom of the stairs. And then later we see, after he's fully transformed, he breaks through the window in the house after he kills the the principal character. Mm -hmm. Why couldn't he have just broken through the window in the attic? Like, he theoretically should have been uh, able to height, escape a lot, a lot it's a sooner. Thing? I don't, I don't know. There, there was still another level of roof though, from where that window was, and then they had I, sort of showed a side shot of it too, and there was the, like a whole level around. And again, he's if, also if you're going to break down a horror movie based on believability, you're just you're going to have a bad time. You're just going. <laughs> I mean, just it's a just, few. Those are just a few things that were glaring to me. Mainly sure. just the. I mean, just the stupidity of the of the principal character. Just seeing like all the red flags. Like you know how I told you about how uh, in Lego Star Wars they previously had a scene where like Qui Gon's talking to young Anakin, trying to recruit him, and meanwhile in the background Watto's like, "Get your red flags here." Buy red flags! I feel like it was almost like that level of like, what are you doing? Like, yes. Yeah. Don't get the, me wrong. I have morbid curiosity for a lot of things too, but not enough to like risk my own life. True. I mean, but again, <clears throat> the movie doesn't happen if people don't do stupid things. Like, that just. I think I think oh, what or... would have worked better is like, you know, she she thinks about opening the door, and then here and then the dad's on starts banging on the other side, and then she tries to run away and he busts out the window in the in the attic and then kills her that way. Sure, I think that would have. I worked mean, better. yes, they can do the things better. Like I will say. Um, because of my recent foray into watching some of these suspense and horror movies, um, I will say there is a, only a few movies that feel like they make sense in the moment. And they are, I feel like those are the legitimately good ones. But then you just have bad movies. It's like a D&D campaign. The DM railroads you and it feels bad, or it's really well-crafted and it feels good. You know what I mean? Like, it's I mean, just, I wouldn't say Antlers is a bad movie. No, I was, but I thought it was pretty it, it well always done. elevates it to have those details figured out that don't, you know, cause plot holes and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I would say the only movie that has lived up to that standard for me is Hush, uh, the one where the deaf girl is being attacked by someone, an assailant, and fights back. Like, Watch that's, more that's the only Mike one. Flanagan. Mike Flanagan. Okay. That's the director. I mean, I have yeah, you should watch Midnight movie. Mass. It's Easter weekend. Ah, uh, yeah. There's, Perfect. I keep Binge making watch jokes. It there's, an, there's an Easter bunny, like a like a monster horror, like Easter bunny killer thing uh, at Walmart for like $10. I've seen it every year. It's just, I never pull the trigger. I just don't, because it looks so terrible. So, when... When we first had had our first, uh, what was it, Bunny Day or whatever event for 
Animal Crossing mm-hmm. New Horizons. Uh, yeah. Without missing a beat, I immediately made the... Uh, because you can see on the back of uh, Zipper's suit, there's a zipper. So it's a bunny suit. Mm-hmm. So immediately, I made a Donnie Darko reference. Meet a, meet a zipper. Why are you wearing that stupid bunny suit? Zipper to me. Why are you wearing that stupid mm. man suit? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is a movie that I never got into. So many people wanted me to watch that in high school, and I was like, this is the dumbest stuff I have ever seen. I <laughs> don't care. Like, <coughs> I. They were like, no, 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 don't you understand? It's all a loop. And I'm like, so? <laughs> it was not an enjoyable one. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. If you like Donnie yeah. Darko, I didn't get it. I just don't, yeah. I don't. Hush, Gerald's game, uh, haunting of Hill House, haunting of Bly Manor, Midnight Mass, and soon to be the fall of the House of Usher. All very good movies made, uh, movies and sh- TV shows made by Mike like Flanagan. Usher, the singer? No, like no, Paul, like right? The, and, yeah, the Ed, Edgar Allan Poe uh, novel. Gotcha. Short story? Novel? Novella? Yeah. Novella? Work. The Edgar Allan Poe work. Gerald's He's, Game he is was really poet. good. Gerald's Game is excellent, and I will say better mm-hmm. than the book, which isn't okay. often for a Stephen King, in my opinion. Sure. Instead, I watched Sonic 2 today. Which was hilarious, and I loved it. <laughs> Sonic 2, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, lots of electric in that one. There's this point where... So, Jim Carrey's character, who is Dr. Robotnik, has been carrying around Sonic's quill since the first movie. Yeah. And he treats it as like some sort of high. He's just like... But he just zaps himself on the mouth with it constantly. I was like, oh man, it's just hilarious. <laughs> uh, casual drug references. Uh, it's funny to me. Like, I don't, I didn't, it's, it's slapstick comedy. Uh-huh. It's just like, whatever, there's a pause, he'll just do it. <laughs> Speaking um, of slapstick comedy, you should definitely get Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. Because it, it makes fun of. The one you just of... talked about crashing? But yeah, I hear it crashes all the time whenever you spend your yeah. game currency. Yeah, just, I heard so that game's terrible. Just don't buy stuff, just play through the game. <laughs> Like some of the stuff is just goofy that happens in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I've had a lot of problems with Tiny Tina crashing. Honestly, mm-hmm. we've had. Uh, I haven't. All sorts of bugs. I haven't had any problems with it on Xbox. Mm. Sounds like you picked a winner there. Um, I did not. It was. There was uh, several times we've we've had to be like, okay, I guess we reload the game. Cause... I wonder if it has more to do with because you're playing with other people. That that was the thought at the time, I think. Um, I'm not for sure on it. Um, the uh, it's definitely going to come up when we do the bickering bucks report, though. Like when we do the review, uh, that's a week from Tuesday. Like. Yeah, there were some serious bugs and crashes that we had. Like, I don't. Yeah, again, I don't know if it's multiplayer or PlayStation, but 
the, it was not good. The only bug that I've had, it kind of just resolves itself as you're playing. But when you when I initially load my game up, my quest log is invisible. Like certain things aren't there, and I have to be playing for a good like 30, 40 minutes before I can see that stuff finally. Oh, there's a lot of UI bugs. Like yeah. there's so much that I just got used to them. Like if you go up to the world map, like the overworld, I just constantly have a square to reload on my screen all the time. It's like you can't reload in the overworld. Please stop. You can't. It's not a thing. Um, and then I'll have, um, you know, like you, they do the count. Do they? Do, I don't know if they do it in single player, but multiplayer. They always have the countdown when you're leaving an area. It's like five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, they don't and, do it. So in this they do they do that, but it's always just you get into the next area and it's just stuck at one for me constantly. So I just like this UI thing, it's just on the screen taking up space with no purpose sitting there the whole time. Mm. There's yeah, it was the buggiest game I've played in a while. <laughs> so, Still enjoyable, but buggy. One of my favorite jokes from uh, the Lego Star Wars Skywalker mm-hmm. saga so far is uh, the intro to the duel between uh, the second duel between Dooku, Obi-Wan, and Anakin. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, it, enter- it enters with them entering into the chamber and they're like, Chancellor! And then Palpatine's facing away from them, looking out, like watching the, the battle take place and he's like, already in his Sidious hood and he like mm-hmm. electrifies a bucket of popcorn to make it pop and then starts eating it and then <laughs> they call for him and he like pops his hood off and turns around and he's got like the cuffs back on and then he's like Dooku and Dooku is on the platform and hops down and then the two super super battle droids that are behind him try to copy mm-hmm. what he does and they just jump off and fall and destroy themselves and he like rolls his <laughs> eyes and like uses the force to put them back together. Oh, um, okay. And then one okay. of the uh, one of the features that I recently unlocked, I think it was yesterday, is the uh, pew pew feature. So mm-hmm. all the all the blaster sounds are just replaced with pew 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 pew. And then just even someone saying pew. Yeah, oh and then gosh. like it sounds it sounds like they recorded with like a bunch of little kids. So. I guess uh, a bunch of little kids got to have a fun day in a recording studio, and then there's and then for like the spaceship sounds, it's like <laughs> so just a bunch of goofy stuff. There's like there's just, a big head just mode. a guy essentially beatboxing. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I haven't unlocked it yet, uh, but there's also a feature to make um, all the NPCs gonk droids. Just, oh, no. just gonk droids for no reason, just and then gonk. there's there's one yeah. that makes uh, I haven't turned it on yet to see what the weapons are, uh, but you can change all the weapons to be silly weapons, and then you can change all the lightsabers to be baguettes. Hmm. So there's okay, there's a bunch of dumb Sharp stuff bread. that you can do. Yeah. Okay, I like it. Oh, um, I showed this to uh, Ace last week, Sasha. But my my keyboard, it got this new feature so that when people talk or I'm listening to uh, music, it lights up. So, Ace, do you want to demonstrate? Just 
Oh, you're not saying anything. <laughs> it didn't appear. Come on, say something. I wanted Sasha to say something, though, so I react to her. Do I have a different color? No, it's everything that's the same color. Oh. I, I, it, it, it turns green. I figured out how to get it to work on top of the normal, just slow glowing it does, the changing mm-hmm. colors. So I was I was proud of that. <clears throat> I, I wanted to show it off like a nerd. Anyways. It's pretty neat. <laughs> I like it. Um, it's really fun when I'm listening to a, to a podcast because I have the game music going and you can actually see the difference in, in the, the podcast people talking mm-hmm. while I'm playing on the keyboard. I don't know. I like the visualization of it, especially since, like we said last week, especially since I'm going deaf. It helped me recognize that people are saying yeah. things. <laughs> um, so we actually uh, are here to do news tonight. Um, so we uh, we have a couple stories uh, lined up. Uh, I've got two that I that I'd like to talk about. Um, Ace, what? I've got one. one that. Well, no, I've got. Probably technically a couple, but like the one I want to start out with is uh, news. News sources need to be a little bit more accurate with their titles uh, because oh. one of the one of the bigger Are we talking pieces. About clickbait or just a straight up error? Uh, straight up error slash misrepresentation slash could potentially harm people's image yeah Uh, okay because news came out yesterday and i sort of just passed it by and then uh, i saw it again pop up today uh kratos actor um arrested for uh sexual communication with a minor and what that should have said is that kratos motion capture actor arrested because it was the motion one of the one of the motion capture actors not the voice actor right so all the boy talk would have been a very bad joke that people would have and probably did make yeah so that was that was kind of not great to to see and find out i was like I'm going to wait before I dig into this. Yeah. And allegations like that are always terrible. True or not. Like, true, it's terrible that they were doing that and obviously need to have some sort of reprimand and, uh, you know, due process by law on that one. But then accusing an innocent person, their life is destroyed also usually or by so it's misrepresenting a good situation. Yeah. Misrepresenting or mislabeling the situation can definitely tarnish someone's image. Right. Cause yeah, it's, that's uh, a pretty heinous crime. Yeah. It's a uh, lot of people's eyes. Joseph Gatt, not uh, Christopher judge. Joseph mm-hmm. Gatt is the actor in question here. Okay. All right. That seems a pretty short one now. The I don't know. Is there um more well, what details is, to that? Um 
Let's see. Joseph Gatt, the motion capture God of War Kratos actor for multiple games in the series, including the latest God of War reboot in 2018, was arrested on the morning of April 6th and is accused of having had sexually explicit communication with a minor across state lines, L.A. police Mm -hmm. said. So, kind of not great. That's like... No. That's like some Onision level stuff right there. Well, that and they probably have some pretty solid proof because Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. hard to get them to arrest somebody for alleged sexual crimes. Right. Mm -hmm. So, someone had receipts and uh, (laughs) that charge has come up. Oh, that's that's a grim one. Um... (laughs) Sasha, okay. you have a lighter. Yeah, <laughs> let me let me let me switch us over to a more positive one. Um, so, the GTA Five releases for PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X have removed the harmful transphobic content that people okay. um, have been asking to be removed since the game came out. Um, okay. Specifically, I, I was unaware of this content, but okay. I, I guess there was a like a I I don't know a whole lot about the people who formally requested like had a signed petition um, requested for them mm-hmm. to remove some of the content, um, and so they very quietly removed these things um, in the oh. in the PS5 and Series X releases. So the stuff that was removed was I guess there was a drag queen character that would spawn outside of cockatoos um, that no longer will spawn. The character is still in director mode, but they've removed all of the associated dialogue. And Mm. there was a Captain Space Toy interstellar transgender toy that was hanging in the arcade that has been removed. Mm. Um, And then they've rearranged all the toys to try to make it less noticeable that this stuff Mm. has been removed. So... I think that this is positive, even though they did not make a very big deal about it. It's a quiet kind of acceptance and that they're listening to the community. The community asked them to take this stuff out, and they did. It'd be cool if they took it out of the other versions of the game, but... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know about that, so... It's cool, I guess. Well, I don't think any of us played them, did we? I played yeah. GTA Five. I don't rem- okay. really remember I that haven't. stuff all that well. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I haven't played GTA since three, honestly. So. Which, <laughs> so fair. that like, was that was some more positive news. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I'll talk about uh, I'll talk about mine now. The Elden Ring uh, story. I'm sure people know this, but I just wanted to talk about it because I think it's hilarious. Is um, the Let Me Solo Her uh, legend is what people are calling them. Um, so uh, I'm going to purposely say you know we said we're going to reduce the cuss words, but I'm going to purposely quote my brother on this. Um, the uh, there's the Mel, uh, Meliana, Melania, however you want to say it, is a boss in Elden Ring, optional boss that is supposedly the toughest one. 
And my brother described her, uh, he had a tough time with her, described her as rot bitch because he really hated fighting her. <laughs> and she did a lot of rot stuff. Um, I didn't have as much problems with her. I probably took about 20, 30 attempts, which is, you know, it sounds like a lot, but that's not a lot in that game. Uh, good. Uh, I don't know. It took me about an hour to beat her overall. Um, and I did okay. Uh, it wasn't terrible for me, but you know, some people are having a genuine, like rough time with this boss. So apparently this, this person, uh, made it, uh, like their name called let me solo her and has been helping people beat her solo. And he only wears a clay pot on his head. Oh, the only armor he's wearing is a clay pot. That's what I've been seeing going around. I've been yeah, seeing... it's been going around Twitter and stuff. And then yeah. two katanas where they use bleed damage. So he's essentially... Uh, and I saw a video of someone sort of recording him, one of the, him or them. It's apparently a lot of people have taken on this sort of persona uh, and started doing this. And then there's even been a side one for the other... There's a, there's a guy boss that is particularly Moog. It is particularly tough that that is let me solo him and it started doing that as well and it's just a fun cool story of just like everyone's hating this boss and they summon this one guy to come in and just do it for him and it's just like apparently it's on pc which, as well so like i wouldn't have seen this on ps5 but which there you go to certain naysayers of soulsborne games there's your easy mode summoning people in that can do it for you which i mean i was having trouble with the boss in bloodborne and had some guy i didn't even expect it because i didn't realize it was bringing in an actual person uh Mm -hmm. and they just wiped the floor with a briatus for me and i was like all right I don't, I don't remember how far I got in Bloodborne. I did not enjoy that one at all. But I got like halfway through that game. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah, I think around um, the same for me. Um, the, 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 unless you're like me, right? Until I got my internet problems fixed, it was impossible for me to play with other people. Like I yeah. could not summon other people. So I actually ended up soloing a lot of the game because... I couldn't, I couldn't summon people and that kind of stuff. So like, it wasn't like I, I would have liked to, it would have been nice. There are times where I put up the little, I'd like to find people. This is a little tough, please. And then it just <laughs> wouldn't work. Yeah. Uh, cause my Nat type, but I, I thought it was a cool story. It's also funny. That he's just running around his underwear with a clay pot on his head. That's just funny to me. Yeah. Like whatever the character model is, it's like I'm gonna go streaking and kill this toughest boss. Like if you remember, like the naked, naked runs in Monster Hunter, it reminds me of that where people just go in, they create a YouTube video. Here's me in no armor and underwear defeating this tough monster. Like shirt- my husband's guy. been playing Elden Ring as a shirtless character. And every time somebody invades him, you can just tell that they, they're very overconfident, like, look at this idiot. And then when he wins, it's 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 very funny to me. I can just oh, imagine sure. the yeah. rage that's going on on the other person's end. See, I had this opposite problem with my friend group 
because they had this thing, and it, this is like a normal thing in games now. Like you even see this in um, Kingdoms of Amalur now. There's an option to to show or not show your helmet, right? It's not like it's a, like a thing. Um, so the original Monster Hunter, you didn't have that option. You had to wear, but if you wanted to get armor skills in Monster Hunter One, you had to wear the helmet. Like hands down, if you wanted skills, you'd wear the helmet. So my friends were like edgy teenagers they were didn't want to wear their helmet and they wanted to see their black emo hairstyles and and look cool while they're hunting instead of actually defeating the fight so i get mad at them because i was like you're like reducing your armor by a whole fifth you're getting no armor skills just so you can look cool i want to beat the monster come on like we, and we were having you know legit problems with certain quests and stuff too but it was just like I always had that like, Ur. so that's why I always wear full helmets on everything and anything I play because I'm like I don't care what my face looks like I I'm gonna be the armored dude but I get where you're coming from with the sort of like I'm good enough to play without that sort of thing. Uh, he's just doing it for fun now. And... Yeah, sure. it, I get I do I do find people underestimating you to be a, a pretty fun way to play a game too. Yes. Shirtless Kylo Ren is also a character you can play in the game. <laughs> okay, I was going to ask you this. I forgot how much how how many co op local can you play on that? I believe two. Two. Two is the okay. max, but I feel like that's really all you need. Like <sighs> four would get a bit. I feel like it would get a bit jumbled. Yeah, problem is, Not... is you can't pick one kid to play with. Yeah, I've got two kids, man. I got. I would love to play that with the kids, but I cannot just pick one. That is not a good idea for anybody. That's that's why you just let them both play with each other. Then you got to corral my kittens. Yeah, I don't think you understand how this hurting works. everyone wants to. Everyone wants to play with daddy. Everyone has to have <laughs> like daddy on their team. Like this, this is how it works. So then, so then just switch off because like each episode is like divided into essentially five acts. Some are I might some are if, long, some are short. I'll put it on the short list to get if I catch up on my backlog. Because I do like the Lego series and I do enjoy the comedy. It's on <laughs> it'll be on the, the, the list. Cause I have uh I have Lego Batman three, but mm -hmm. I never finished it on the Wii U. That's like the one of the few Wii U games I still have on the shelf is Lego Batman three. Because it had like all the bad guys you could play as. Like there was mm -hmm. like four different types of jokers <laughs> or something like that like nice. it was uh it was interesting um so yeah my the let let me beat meliana in a in a pot while naked was was my news story i don't think there's much to it other than you can summon this person and help them fight it fight i thought it's a really fun and cool idea um i've been considering uh, actually doing a second run in Elden Ring now because I've still been engaging with the content and, and that kind of stuff, like watching people play and short videos on it and stuff. It's a good game. I don't think, you know, I don't think it's bad by any means. I think there's still better games for me this year. So spoilers for that. It's not going to be my number one of the year when this comes around, but like it's still good. I still, it's one of the few games I'm actually considering replaying again. And that's really, really rare for me. And oh, also, I, f I forgot 
today, I think, Sasha, Weird West came out for GOG. So I picked it up today. To haven't started it yet. It's downloaded. I haven't started. Understandable. I got a couple PC games in, in a backlog now, too. I'm trying to finish Nightmare Reaper. It's just not, not quite there yet. So, uh, Ace, what's uh, what's what's your next dark tale? <laughs> well, uh, apparently, uh, California governor has been interfering in the uh, Activision Blizzard oh, the lawsuit. Activision. I got notes I on this. this. I I really right, read a lot about this. Here's here's the meat today, folks. Right, this is uh, this is what I prepared. for. Apparently he uh, fired one of the what was it the top the top uh, Department of Fair Employment and Housing uh, lawyers and then uh, for doing their jobs yeah and that caused the uh, the next person in line to resign in protest. Are you ready for more tea? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the. Firing of Janet Whipper, who was the chief counsel of this uh, mm-hmm. yeah, department, happened on the same day as the $18 million settlement uh, issued by a judge between Activision and the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Same day. As well as yeah. um, Casey Wasserman, 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 I don't know, The act is an Activision board member. He's a director at Activision Blizzard. He donated $100,000 to Newsom's anti-recall campaign. So. Anti-recall. I guess in California there was a whole thing with they were going to recall. I I don't know a whole lot about California's politics. uh, But it sounds Mm -hmm. like there is a whole lot of uh, politics going on. Politicking going on. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so in, in the resignation letter from Melanie Proctor, who was the assistant chief counsel uh, at this Department of Fair Employment, she directly says that the governor's office is mimicking the interests of Activision's lawyers in the way that they're meddling with oh, the lawsuit. That's... Oh, no. Cue in the... Don't be suspicious. 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 Don't yep. be suspicious. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, that's rough. That is so bad. And then that like is... cut in like a picture of like sweating plankton from that one episode of SpongeBob where it just like zooms in. Yeah. <laughs> So the governor's oh, office can't... obviously denies these allegations, and I'm kind of like, oh, are you sure about that? Are you, though? It seems a little uh, fishy I, to you me. You know, denial or owning it up, it looks bad either way. Like, yeah. it's just... Oh, that is... Oh, man. Like, I get it. If they're not doing their job, Right. Fire being like, we're gonna take the high ground. We're gonna fire this person because they didn't act. But it sounds like 
you acted because so you're fired. You did your job, so you're fired. Is what it really sounds like, and it's just uh, that is it's not a good note to hit. And, and like it, it, it's not even like I don't know how you justify that as the government, the the, the governor's office in that one. I don't, I don't. I, you're posing a threat what? to some <laughs> of my friends, but I can't let anyone know that my ref, that we're friends. But you're fired. Oh, hey, uh, $100,000. Cool. Oh, my gosh. This is like a Blue Bloods episode for me. This is... <laughs> like, the top is corrupt. We gotta take him down. Like, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I'm glad it came out. I'm glad that people are aware, and I'm glad that the assistant um, director was brave enough to to take a stand because that's a career choice to 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 be like I'm going to stand for this and I'm going to bet my livelihood on it. Yep. Like It's not a small thing. It's not a small thing in 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 any way. Now, I hope I hope that uh you know, they land on their feet from from what's going on here, but Obviously, no longer in those offices. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I was. The thing I saw first was, oh, they settled, and I was like, okay, which is not always a good thing. It's just settling because it, yeah. it always feels like a cop out. Um, but supposedly, they are still going to be doing like the stuff to to end that sort of workplace abuse. Um, I don't know if they're going to follow up on that su- supposed hotline or whatever they were going to do. Well, um, they hired a new diversity officer. Her official title is the diversity, equality, and inclusion officer. Her name is Kristen Hines. So okay. she just, I think this week, uh, officially took that position. And this is... And we're talking at Activision at, Blizzard? Yes, at Activision Blizzard. Um what I read was that they want to help have her help the company hit their diversity goals. Not really sure what their diversity goals are, but um, yeah, there's that. And then to also ensure diverse and inclusive perspectives in their game design. Okay. Yeah. They've had to deal with that too, especially in wow. Um, I'm not sure about call of duty. Uh, I don't know. Activision side of that, how much Call of Duty is influenced by it, but yeah, just, that's just let just let Call of Duty go gracefully into the night. Let's send, take it out, send it out into put the it stars like misery. Spock. I <laughs> into the stars like Spock. <laughs> give it a give it a good final a... rest. Let's let's work let's work on something new, something something original. Let's. Let's take an actual good risk, not like one of like, you know, fostering bad behavior in our oh. workplace that then breeds to more bad behavior that'll then you, get uncovered. You mean like let's like actually a, try and be a creative video game company, you know? You mean like when a lot of those people left that creative Call of Duty team to to form Infinity and what well, not Infinity Ward? What are they called? Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, they formed the people who make Titanfall. Yeah. And now Apex Legends. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. This has happened before. Now, I will say I was, this. I do I enjoy... Being, I was being facetious. I know you were, but I'm saying this has actually happened. Because... They'll just go oh, with... Oh, no. They'll just go with the money press. No, okay. All right, we're we're gonna turn this Blizzard story that we're kind of glossing over to a Call of Duty discussion. I'm sorry, but like, I actually enjoy Call of Duty to a degree. Um, I do enjoy the the arcadey nature of of a shooting game like that, where you know you get the nice hey experience popped up when you when you killed someone online. I do like the PvP aspect and being a little competitive, um, and I do like the 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 faster paced uh thing of it um i don't know gameplay or whatever and i don't i'm not really into the battle royale first person shooters that people have been doing mm-hmm. like you know apex or fortnite's i feel like not first person as much as third person cuz all the building but i just don't get into battle royales um but like call of duty also has its own battle royale, but like Call of Duty is, is always, I was a very big naysayer of Call of Duty when it came out. I was like, this is dumb. I hate like everyone just wants to play this. I want to play some cool games, and then like I put my money where my mouth was and tried it with some friends, and I was like, oh wait, I actually like this, and I actually started playing it with some friends and stuff, and then. Yeah, things happen. Couldn't play with those friends, and I occasionally dip back in on the franchise. I just tried to reinstall Cold War again, mm-hmm. not that long ago. Yeah, I'd I liked the series for a while, but then they started mm-hmm. going too heavily into all the futuristic sci-fi stuff. Whereas, like, I right. also like the the grounded combat of doing like sort of time-based or historical pieces. I'd, yeah. I'd like them to tell more personal stories with the campaign because I do want the campaigns. That's so you one of the things wanna... I don't like about some of their games. So you want to play Medal of Honor? More or less, yeah. I mean, like, Cold War I'd like is essentially that. Roots. Yeah. Vanguard's another attempt at that to go back into history. Now, it was a thing to be like a World War II shooter for a long time. Like, mm-hmm. the World War II shooter was a genre in, like, the 2000s. Like, holy well, yeah, but cow. Like, when they did Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2, and Modern Warfare 3, those were still grounded mostly in the now. As opposed to, yeah. like, giving you, like, exoskeleton suits Hover boots. and jump packs and all this shit that yeah. you don't really need. I, I'm not gonna lie, I love Black Ops 3 and that's one of the things they did. But <laughs> Black Ops 3 is the is also the first one they introduced classes. Mm-hmm. So like you had like an archer class and stuff. And I, I loved it because you could get this, you eventually got like a super move with your class which is like, it's basically like a side to the kill streak kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey you do your super move. I mean, you had to be a, a, a girl, so it's not exactly the same as Turok, but I felt like Turok, because uh, that archer had a bow that had tech arrows. <laughs> and you would shoot somebody, and they would fly back and blow up and kill other people. And I loved it. It was my little slice of Turok for a little bit. There wasn't dinosaurs, but 
tech era was good enough for me. <laughs> I just I just feel like like I think it would be cool as using this as using video games like this as another way to preserve the stories of you know those people that served in wars. I mean that's that's the whole point of Medal of Honor. They are real mm. people's stories that you do play through. That is that used to be its purpose, I would say. I'm not sure if that's because they kind of turn into the battlefield people, I believe. I could be wrong. But, right. um, yeah, we don't get that anymore. But Medal of Honor was known for taking, and they say that at the beginning of their games, real Medal of Honor stories Yeah, from like, World War II. Yeah, and, like, every year I see some story about, like, I think we still have veterans from World War II that are alive, but, like, Every I feel like every Very couple few, of months yeah. I see, I see stories that like we're getting down to like the last core group of World War Two vets that are still alive, and I'm like, are we gonna like try to preserve their stories and stuff like that? Or in some ways, I mean, movies do that too. Obviously, there's some games like the Medal of Honor games that, that do mm-hmm. try to do those stories justice. Um. I don't think Call of Duty is the place to do that, though. I don't think that's what Call of Duty was ever meant to be. Well, I'm saying it could be in some ways. Like, there's sure obviously wrong ways to do it in the context of Call of Duty and video games. But mm-hmm. it'd be a cool concept to explore. Okay. Alright. I mean, yeah. Call of Duty's always been more bent about the hey, this band of fictional action heroes inside of some sort of war. I mean, Soap. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. Although um, I, I, I haven't played it yet, but I do like what I saw from the, what, m- new Modern Warfare? Like the yeah, modern, I think modern Warfare? Vanguard. No, like the more recent oh. one that they released where they, like, cast a new new person as... Uh, price and like mm. soap and stuff or maybe just price and like mm-hmm. they sort of had the conflict of like was was what you did right or wrong because they have like innocent people pull guns out on you and stuff like that or people mm. who were hostages pull out guns on you and stuff to like add to that whole like fog of war type thing if you want to see um, in my opinion, a really good story that's set in like a modern military time. Now it's fiction; it's entirely fiction. But um, the original Homefront had a wonderful campaign, in my opinion. It's unrealistic the, in a lot of ways. Was that the one with the white phosphorus? No, that's that's a different one. That's um. There's there's so many war games out there. I can, it's like Singularity or something. Something that starts with an S. Um, that that one was meant to... Or Spec Ops The Line? Maybe? I think that might be it, yeah. Yeah, uh, that one specifically meant to showcase like the horrors of war and that kind of stuff, modern war. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think I've heard that one's really good, but well, the one I'm talking about, Homefront, is entirely fictional. Uh and it's uh, it's essentially a, a teaching of like 
sort of like Red Dawn, the movie. Instead of Russia, it's North Korea. It's dealing with, like, like the the fears of North Korea. And North Korea takes over by EMPing all of the U.S. and talking about, like, you're a resistance fighter for the North Korea-occupied United States. And well, that's, that's what they did with the... Uh... That's what they did with the modern remake of uh, Red Dawn. They switched it to mm-hmm. North Korea, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, th- I'm pretty sure this came out before that remake, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was... I was still in the apartment that I was living in at the time, so it's 2011, maybe? 2010? Uh-huh. I'll, I'll look it up. Um, Homefront, uh, yeah, and it was... It's not like a totally original story, but I think that it was a decent, like, if you want to look into some, like, just like how invasions and stuff look bad. And they tried to, oh, they tried to make it look, oh, of course I'm getting the Jason Statham movie instead of the game. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the one where, yeah. He and his daughter moved I to like a that small movie. town, and James yeah, Franco like is like one. a a drug dealing Bayou gangster or whatever. Ooh, I was I was almost on the money. It's 2011, March 15th. Okay, well we're not we're not in the video game sh- we're not in the game show night. So hey, <laughs> I can I get to enjoy this sometimes, right? <laughs> no, because you're the host. The next one. <laughs> oh, that's just mean. <laughs> hey, hey! I put out my idea of usurping it from you one night. I'm okay for now. If I if I feel like I need to compete, I'll let you know. Um, yeah, I, I think Homefront was was a was a good was a good game talking about such things that you're saying not real, but like you know actually trying to show a human side of what's going on instead of being arcadey <coughs> and actiony and. Essentially, being an '80s movie is what Call of Duty is. Right. An '80s movie with quick time events. So, um, another uh, weird piece of uh, gaming news. Apparently, uh, China has now banned live streams of unapproved games. Oh, they banned whole consoles too. Again, I think. No, no, no. Oh, sorry, really? I'm thinking the Russia. PlayStation stopped selling. To Russia. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, China's like cracking down on their people's ability to access like any of their unapproved games in any way, shape, or form. So the live streaming thing oh, yeah. is the latest. Yeah. Apparently it's uh, trying to crack to down dictatorship. on miners and stuff like that. Uh, the new regulation applies to video games that have not been approved for publication in China, according to the report, as well as streams of games and esports competitions from outside of China, along with hmm. imposing limits on game content that can be streamed on Chinese platforms. It also calls on streamers to avoid traffic-oriented aesthetics and other undesirable behavior and to interact with viewers in a civilized and healthy online environment. The new restrictions are part of China's ongoing efforts to battle perceived gaming and online addiction among minors, a point explicitly stated in the first paragraph of the new guidelines. Issues such as online live broadcasts 
chaos and teenagers addiction to games have attracted widespread attention in the society and it is urgent to take effective measures to strictly regulate them so okay i don't know like the the i guess the more extreme end of the argument of what i would say comes down to like responsibility of a parent there's more going on to it though because they're also not allowed to like their servers are completely closed to just china they can't play any games internationally they can't play with foreigners yeah 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 i know that that was part of it too but like i feel like i've seen issues with china's like gaming culture for a long time of like you know people obviously spending and in japan too of like people spending so much time in gaming cafes that they like pass out and die but it's like i don't know should you really punish the whole society for that or should you like maybe hold parents and or like adults in their lives accountable but I mean, again, different society. So yeah, it, it we we are an individualistic society where they are more collectivistic, and they're going to look at like how is the individual's behavior affecting the community at large, and then how does the community respond to that yeah. behavior. So it's kind of weird. I don't know. It does not. I read that. Good. Yeah. I read that Elden Ring was the most popular live streamed game in China. Nice. Interesting. Yeah. It's it's hot right now. It's still hot. It's it's probably going to take game of the year for a lot of people. Like I it's 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 this year's fad. It's Yeah, I mean people sure. people were waiting for it for years, so Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Poor Sunbreak. It doesn't have a chance. <laughs> I mean, in in that aspect. Monster I, Hunter games I think certainly people, don't. Yeah. It's, I think it's Ice, so... I think World and Iceborne were maybe the closest it ever, ever got, but even then it still wasn't that close. I I don't know. I just, every time I think about it, we're just like another week closer to, to June 30th. I'm just like, holy cow. Mm-hmm. Time is flying. I, I need to finish some games. Like, this needs to happen. If you remember, right before Rise came out, uh, Ace, I think you were on the podcast at the time. I'm pretty sure you were. Um, I was trying to hurry up and finish a ton of games because I just got my PlayStation 5 a month before Rise. And I was like... I think so, yeah. I was like, oh man, there's all these games that I've been wanting to play. And Rise is coming out. I gotta finish them. And sure enough, you know, the the initial run into... Uh, okay, hold on. What's up? Child. Oh, it oh, was fun. Easter it was fun stuff. last night. I made myself some uh, spicy uh, uh, curry noodles, and I wound up mm-hmm. splashing some spicy noodle juice directly into both my eyes. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so like a tiny little blip, like right in in the corner of this one, and then like a nice big healthy dose in this one. 
because like this oh. one stung for like 20 minutes did you did you have to flush your eyes out no it fortunately wasn't that bad i just like blinked repeatedly for like five to ten minutes and it felt better but like the mm. initial like wait did i just Uh-oh. oh yep yep oh okay oh ah. did i ever tell you about uh the time that i was left on my own uh when i was first married and i'm a terrible cook by the way in case you guys don't know that um so i was cooking for myself and the couple things that I did to myself in the house as a result. Oh, boy. So, the first thing, I tried to pan sear some chicken. Okay? Yeah. Um, didn't go well. Uh, it smoked up the whole house. Uh, fire alarm went off. Uh, I lived in an apartment complex, and I didn't know if they were connected to the fire department or not, so I dismantled it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so I was like, it's just chicken oh, burning. Wild. So I, uh, I was a young person. I was only like 21 at the time that I, that this happened. Um, and the second thing is I was cooking spaghetti, right? And I had a ladle that I was stirring with and then, um, bubble, you know, it's bubbling, right? So Pops up, burns my hand a little bit. And I'm like, ah, so I jerk back. Well, it's a ladle. So I just splashed a ton of hot water all down my side. Just like armpit down to waist, soaked myself in boiling water. And I was just like, ah! (laughs) I'm like a sim with level one cooking skill. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am. You're a dumbass. What the hell? <laughs> I, hey, whoa. That. Okay, that the ladle one. That's that so was just a natural reaction. That's just a natural. So there you go. You can feel better about the hot sauce in your eye because uh, I'm terrible. This is, but but again, we're talking. This is 13 years ago. So, <clears throat> well, eh. well, mine was just like the noodles slipping between the chopsticks and like flopping around as they go yours was like panic panic induced self self mutilation i mean when you're burned your arm just jerks back you don't you don't control that right like that's a reflex so i was just holding onto a ladle while i reflexed <laughs> I've also t- have I also tell you how, like I burned these three fingers at Long John Silver's. Oh, because like you worked there and there was the fryer or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I had to scrape down the back of the fryer and it, my hand slipped like this into it because I just went Ugh. too far. I lobstered my three fingers, and it was just like, <laughs> oh, it doesn't hurt yet, but that's bad. Let me go r- rinse that off. I put like burn cream all over it. I drove home with the like it was like November. I drove with the window down and it was raining with my hand out out the car door. And then I fell asleep with my hand in a bucket full of ice water. And yeah. But it worked out. I had no no physical problems after that. Good it thing just, you, you know. Good thing you didn't have a prankster brother that would switch out that that bucket of ice water with warm water to oh, test no, that was, whole to test was, that whole prank. I, th- I 
think that's when he was a. No, he wouldn't have been away in college yet. He'd have been in high school still. <coughs> yeah. No, I don't think Chance would have done that. I don't. I don't think he would have pulled that prank. Um, but yeah. So I'll, I'll make you feel better about accidentally flicking your eyes, telling all my terrible self mutilation cooking stories. Fun, fun. There you go. Uh, Sasha, did you have another news update? Um, so apparently Microsoft is thinking about bringing ads to their free-to-play games. Oh, God, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, I saw this, too. Um. Now they're saying that they're not really talking about what it's going to look like, just that it will not disrupt gameplay, but. It's the subliminal message kind. It's like you're in the middle of like an action scene. Your character jumps off a cliff. Introducing new blah 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 from Taco Bell. Well, the article I was reading brought up they've tried this before. I just just not really in games that I play. But I guess like Mm -hmm. like during Obama's campaign, there were Obama stuff in one of the one of the sports games, like up banners in the. in the audience. Oh, okay. Yeah, I gotcha. And that's then, not, like, some product. That's not terribly invasive. Product placement in certain games. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I I get that. Um, the, I, I use I, games I to escape to reality, though. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't bother me if, like, if we have, like, there's a conversation between two characters and they're drinking generic pop B versus a can of Pepsi sitting on the table. That doesn't bother me. That just speaks to realism or, you know, Coke in some people's cases. Sorry if I offended half the country there. (laughs) I don't need a spray-painted Nagakuga telling me to vote vote for Biden. (laughs) Okay, Monster Hunter's not gonna be. This isn't Microsoft, first of all, and they wouldn't do it that way. It's not like, oh my gosh, could you imagine they do like a Transformers game? Well, like Transformers did a lot of this, right? Like Transformers was like, look at look at the the car. Oh yeah, there was a lot of product placement in those trans and those Transformers movies, and then like some of it's like, look at this lineup of these awesome car commercials. Dude, like freaking, close-ups on uh, the cars. That first, that first one with uh, Mark Wahlberg. Good God, the egregious amount of like freaking Budweiser product placements in that movie. Holy crap! I get it. I get it. I never watched that one front to back, but so they're also trying to say on a more positive note that the reason they're doing this is because it's hard to entice game developers to do this free to play model. So with Mm. the ad revenue that this would be the incentive for them to make these games and then continue to support them for the lifespan of the community. So, so part of the game pass stuff, it's not, no, not game pass more like things like gems of war. Like these free to play oh, games. Oh, gotcha. You know, I recently reinstalled it and then I deinstalled it like a day later. Gens of War. 
probably a good just, idea. Just take the temptation away. I, it wasn't even a temptation. It's like, I'm really bored and I want to play something, but I don't have my Switch with me. Because, like, there's certain work situations where I know I'm going to be bored, but for some reason, it's more socially acceptable for me to play a game on my phone than to have a Switch out. So, I will play a game on my phone. Because if I, I look like a slacker somehow if I have a Switch, but if I am on my phone, I am just a normal human being. Apparently. <laughs> so... I installed Gems of War for like a day. And then I was like, no, I don't. There's the commitment part of it is just like, hey, got to do this every day. And I'm like, I am not doing this every day. So I am deleting it. So. um, Yeah, I, I saw the ad. I'm not terribly worried about it, especially when they're talking about it being very subtle. Unless it was like subliminal messaging stuff. <laughs> I had a weird college class based on subliminal missioning. That was uh, that was a weird one. That was uh, inspired. Although that class was funny to me in a lot of ways, it inspired a lot of my temporary Xbox gamer tags because it was just hilarious to me. Um, all sorts of weird, just like subliminal message stuff that I was trying to do. <laughs> Um, when I was playing Halo, um, Ace is is everything okay there? You're uh, you're marveling at something. Just looking through Twitter at the second. Oh, okay. Making weird faces, um, like completely <laughs> absentmindedly. Gotcha. So the the thing that I want to talk about that isn't necessarily video game related, but something that I care about. Uh, I I've <coughs> mentioned a couple of times before. I got into the card game Flesh and Blood. Uh, and they had a big, like, fle- like this week, a big Flesh and Blood 2.0 update. And 2.0, it makes it sound like they're revamping the whole thing. But one of the cool, I just wanted to mention this real quick, is they're revamping how they release the cards because they feel like the game was being seen as more of like a, like a price investment thing than actually playing the game. So they're doing some a lot of changes to more instead of entice collecting um they're now enticing just average play so one of the things they they used to do which i thought was actually a good idea but in the end i understand why they changed it card release you guys are familiar with magic set comes out people buy the set next set comes out people buy the set the thing they did with this one is like, here's the first version of the set. It's called first edition and it's collectible and worth more. And you know, you'll get like a, what they call a cold foil, which is their version of the super rare foils. That is like, Hey, this is worth like a thousand dollars or something because of its rarity. And then we're going to get the unlimited stuff and unlimited has none of the super rare cards but I mean that in that price range, they have all the same cards, but they're not that edition or whatever. So it caused a lot mm. of problems with like what edition of the card do you have? Is it worth anything? That kind of stuff. And they're like, you know what? Screw it. It's all in the same set, and you can get the cold foils, but they're just a super rare pull rate, and they have their own symbol. And I thought right. that was a, a good move by them to to more entice to say, whenever you're pulling a pack, you're always in in possibility of getting a good card 
Um, and they actually talked about the direct odds of getting rarer cards. Um, aside from, they're weird. Um, I'm used to magic thing where it's like, co like, common, uncommon, rare, and then mythic, mm -hmm. and then, you know, there's only the, the, those amount of levels. <clears throat> but like this one is like, common, uh, straight to rare. Then it used to have super rare, but that's gone. So it's already more complicated. But now it's instead of mythic, it's majestic, and then. Majestic goes to Legendary, and then it goes to Fabled. And then, like, some of these cards had, like, Cold Foil versions that are worth more, and then Rainbow Foil versions that are worth more, and then, like, Normal that aren't foil. And, like, so it got, like, to be a bit of a nightmare for, like, uh -huh. if you just want to play the game. You're just like, okay, so what do I need? And then people will get into it, and they're like, Oh yeah, I'm just gonna put these you know put this list together online. And I'm gonna build a deck real quick. This is what I need. Oh my gosh, it costs three thousand dollars. Why does it cost three thousand dollars? Well, because he accidentally added the cold foil in there or something stupid like that. So they're doing Yikes. a lot to sort of change that mentality. Because like, when actuality, that thousand something dollar card could have costed like ten, because it's not the foil version or something. Um. So they had like this this big thing, and they talked about some other stuff that is not necessarily my kind of. Eh, it's tournament competition stuff too. The, mm -hmm. Their sort of mentality about that. Um, but one of the other things is this game is based off of heroes. So like you play a hero, you play a deck that supports that hero. One of the things they they said they're going to do is heroes have signature weapons. We've already designed the thing like this. When we phase out a hero, we are now also phasing out their weapon. So I thought that was pretty cool, too. Because mm -hmm. some people don't... You don't have to use that weapon on that hero. It's it's just... <clears throat> you could. And it just, like... They're sort of designed that way. But, you know, whatever. People do different things. But now they're going to phase out their signature weapon with the hero if they get phased out. Uh, and when I say phased out, it's not like they're banning heroes because, hey, we're not selling the set anymore. It's like... They've won so much at tournaments, they're soft banning them for the next tournaments because that's how they balance the game. And they're about ready to hit their first person, uh, I believe. They just released it in the latest set called Bravo, Star of the Show. They gain points as they win tournaments. This guy won enough points in his first couple tournaments to almost get banned out. So nice. it, it's a it's a big a big problem right now in the community and people thought they were going to, they did a banner restriction announcement, like right after this big tournament, he got a bunch of points and, uh, they were like, people were like, yeah, this brand ban Bravo star of the show. He's destroying the meta, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, guys, we already have the system in place to take care of it. And then the ban of restriction came out and literally nothing changed. The whole thing said no changes, nothing. No change. It was such a to me. It was such a funny move for all the people like, like being like, yeah, let's ban this guy. Like it's such a big movement for it too. And they're like, sorry, Bo, nothing's happening. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I I wanted to I wanted to talk about that. It was a big thing for me in the flesh and blood stuff I've been doing. I've still been running that thing on Wednesdays to play the card game. I haven't talked about it too much on this show because there's not much to talk about. I just play on Wednesdays, so. Eh. But, and I'm also not investing thousands of dollars like 
other people. It's just insane. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> this is this is too much. I don't care if I, I had the money. I wouldn't do that. Like that's insane. Um. But yeah. Uh. So that was my two. Uh. Ace, do you have any more? Not really. Okay. Sasha, you 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 all out as well. Um. I'm all out of gaming news. Um. Other than like some stuff about games that haven't been released yet couple things i thought were cool uh ron gilbert is releasing another monkey island game um which are really really funny little point and click games um yeah did you catch uh, are you i don't want to spoil something what do you mean about (laughs) about monkey island tiny tina yeah tiny tina has a big monkey island section i haven't gotten there but i'm so excited about that thank you for sharing so it motivates me to to do it i i feel like as i've been playing um tiny tina that i've just been revisiting um wrath of the lich king places and burning crusade places so i feel like the oh okay i feel like i'm in zangermarsh right now if if you know where i'm at then in the game yeah yeah. yes uh have you dealt with the battling rock bands yet if that's what you're yes yes yeah Yeah. i'm i am done with the quests in that area i've just been cleaning up all the rest of the map stuff yeah we've we've we had a so chance and i play together but we also have two of our good friends that we play board games with that also are really into the game but they've already beaten the game so they're kind of trying to rush us through and Chance and I have been resisting and being like, no, we want to clear this area. So what they started doing is just looking up a guide to where all the dice are and just grabbing them as we're playing and not telling us. So they're grabbing everything for us, trying to rush us through without kind of our permission. And we've caught on to it and we're like, uh, no. So we, we it's been a very weird tug and pull. We'll talk about it. A bickering bucks quite a bit i i know but like for, for 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 my experience it's been very weird to be like guys we don't want rushed stop trying to rush us like i want to go through and look for the dice and find them without a guide that is a thing that they put in the game for people to do and explore and i want to do it like ugh, it's been at odds <laughs> <laughs> So some stuff about the the Monkey Island game that they've brought up already is mm-hmm. it'll be a direct sequel to the last uh, to the Secret of Monkey Island and Monkey Island to LeChuck's Revenge, and mm. it is there are going to be some fundamental changes to the formula, which oh I'm sure. I guess is cool. Um, they are going to continue with the same kind of like retro graphics, but with obviously new game engines, but they're going to mm-hmm. do a full blown inventory. They're going to change the puzzles. There will be dialogue puzzles, and then they're not going to use any verbs for the commands with your items. Hmm. And then the big change is that Tim Schafer is not returning to do this game. It'll just be Dave Grossman and Ron Gilbert. Hmm. Okay. I understand, though. I understand why. Well, yeah, because Tim Schafer is running 
what something for double fine is it double fine yeah double fine games i think yeah but i'm pretty excited about a new monkey island game and they have sure also officially announced that mass effect 4 or 5 or whatever they're going to call it is in production oh okay good one for you yes um i mean on the more realistic side though if any indication on how long dragon age 4 has been taking i don't think i'll be playing the next mass effect game for another like five years fair i feel that way anytime diablo is announced too (laughs) yeah yeah mass effect now that's a name i've not heard in a long time (laughs) (laughs) gonna be an old lady by the time it comes out Mm-hmm. Commander Shepard, it's been 84 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 80? Oh, man. Uh, that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, I think because uh-huh. the, the hints are that, that the, the rumors are that quarter one 2023 is when Diablo 4 is coming out. And that is indeed five years since it was announced at the end of 2018. Was it 19? It might have been 19 because I think 2018 was the terrible Blizzard BlizzCon. The no, don't you have phones? And I think they uh, tried to make up for it in 2019. So now maybe he exists years. only in my memories. <laughs> the strange boy who couldn't hold on to a door. <laughs> oh. oh boy. Um. Yeah, I was I was trying to think about it. Like, there's not a ton of games coming out in the near future that I'm super looking forward to. I mean, I've got the delay of uh, Starship Troopers that's coming out sometime in June. Obviously, Sunbreak. I'm still, I don't know what else. I'm still waiting on uh, Limited Run to get its production on... Uh, where the water tastes like wine finished. Hmm. It's been over the uh, the uh, five months production cycle, but we're in pandemic, so I'm trying to be yeah. patient while being reasonably concerned about a product that I've already paid for. And I'm tempted to pre-order um, Force Unleashed because they have a Steelbook edition of that that looks pretty cool. Hmm. You do like those steelbook editions. I should yeah. know because you got me an extra one for Doom. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, they also have a like a collector's edition that comes with a lightsaber hilt, but it's not like a full size. So that that threw me off of wanting to actually get the collector's edition because if it was a full sized one, here's the dinky one. <laughs> yeah, if it was like a full sized one. And I could, like, clip it to, like, a belt for, like, say, a cosplay or something like that. Then I'd be like, yeah, save me the work of making it myself. But no, nah, it's it's apparently, like, a miniature or something like that. So, I'm good. I've seen a, I've seen a lot of people get a lot of great comedic and cosplay uses out of the, uh, the Doom helmet that came with Doom Eternal. Mm-hmm. Collector's Edition. Like, that's that's got some pretty funny stuff. Oh, Although man. I do feel like it would be kind of funny to uh, 
do like a Dead Space Two cosplay, but with the uh, sure like, the like tiny little plasma cutter that they came with in the collector's edition of that game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been taking a um. I, I've been taking a lot more. I used to just blindly. Oh, I want this game. Okay, I'll go collector's edition. I've been taking a big step back on not doing that lately. Yeah. Like, um, because I just don't feel the need to. Like the only collector's edition I got of anything late recently was Metroid Dread, and then. Yeah, I've got I've got Sunbreak collector's edition pre-ordered. Pretty much Monster Hunter is the only thing that I'm gonna without question get the collector's edition if i can and then anything else oh, i tried I to like really want i it. tried for rise if you remember that i, I mean, ordered it it didn't come i mean if you want my gamestop has had a lot of the uh monster hunter amiibos in i could try to pick you up some or if you head to your local gamestop they probably might have some i it really don't like, care about amiibos amiibos it seems like are we so... finally we finally got the uh, main main stock of them in after that uh, whole issue with the Suez Canal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I don't I, I amiibos are the thing that Nintendo pushes that I care about the least. Like I have never, not I, not never. I, I liked amiibos enough. when they were like, "Hey, we like to do DLC for our games. Here's the DLC in a tiny figure." Here you go. And I'm like, that's cool. I like that. And I did that because that's what they did with the first Hyrule Warriors. Um, but then everything else just became DLC means cosmetic. I'm like, don't care about a cosmetic. I don't like I don't. <laughs> this almost feels like a rant sometimes for me because like, why would I care about a cosmetic in a game where I haven't played the story and I'm not attached yet? Like, why do I want a cosmetic for something that I have no context for yet? Like, Hey, it could Why be not? could be worse. It could be like amiibo festival for uh, Animal Crossing, where you have to use the the actual figure to move in the game. Yeah, that's terrible. That's absolutely terrible. <laughs> Scott um, Scott the Waz covered that in like his. Uh, I think it was like top three worst N- Nintendo games or something like that. Ugh. That's, eesh, I cannot, I cannot justify something like that. You should, uh, you should check out, uh, Rich's, uh, Wii U video. I think he, it was pretty cool. He got a Wii U and then covered, uh, all the launch titles that came out mm-hmm. for it. He went pretty in depth with it. I liked it. Okay. I was trying to think there was something I was thinking about when I saw the Amiibo for Hyrule Warriors, but I can't remember. I know it got you the top. Yeah. Um, Breath of the Wild, they gave you, like, actual crates, which had supplies and stuff in them. I mean, yeah, it was like a loot crate, yeah. Well, and you could use it daily, too. So it actually provided more of a benefit than just, like, a skin that you get one time. True. But they're so hard to get sometimes, the amiibos. And 
supply issues and I just like I'm I'm a, I'm done. I'm done caring about them. I don't collect them. The few that I had did have my at the time 2-year-old Emery broke one. Like Link was just mm. removed from his stand. I don't yeah. know if I if you, know where uh, to find. And then unfortunately if the uh game doesn't have the amiibos release in the US, then you got to deal with them being imported and then going for scalper scalper fees like say oh i don't know navaru being like four hundred dollars plus in some cases that's insane no thank you (laughs) which which has me kicking myself because i could have gotten it off amazon like years ago for like 30 bucks and now I'm like, well, I will just never have him, I guess. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of like uh, I don't understand like the 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 collector stuff like that. Like even you know, I talked a couple times about out of the box. Like Chance has a copy of EVO, The Search for Eden, on Super mm-hmm. Nintendo. Like terrible condition, like absolutely terrible condition, out of the box clearly used stickers all over it $200 that thing will go for like well, uh, did you see um it i think it went around on twitter like a couple of days ago there was some weird like i want to say it was like a super nes it was like a cartridge game it was a capcom mm-hmm. game it had like a red i think like a red pterodactyl looking thing and it had like sharpie writing on it like this is my copy, you can only borrow it, blah, 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 blah. And apparently mm-hmm. it was, like, at this local game, stop, game store for, like, $1,000. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the collector market for physical games in that range is just insane. Yeah. I mean, like, was it the, the Radiant Dawn? Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn is, like, $100 for GameCube. It's like, uh, what? But yeah, like, and then someone posted in the comments on that how, like, loose copies are supposed to be, like, around, like, 140. But again, Mm -hmm. that one had Sharpie writing, like, on the cartridge. And then, like, it listed, like, graded copies as, like, around 800. And I'm like, graded? Oh. Still functional. Does it work? Yeah, see, that's that's where I differ because collectors and, and people who want to play the games are very different things. Yeah, this is a thing, Sasha. I, I hear about this weekly. No, from my... my brother collects classic games. Like I, he told me one time, he paid I think like ninety dollars for Maximum Carnage. Like why? Mm. Yeah, the red cartridge Super Nintendo one. Yeah. Uh yeah. No, I think it was. I don't even think it was the Super Nintendo one. I think it was for Sega Genesis. Oh, okay. Yeah, because uh, those oh, tend to get a little upper in price, the, the alternate uh, color, cartridge color mm-hmm. games for, for Super Nintendo. Doom, uh, Maximum Carnage, and Killer Instinct. I think the three that come to mind, Killer yeah. Instinct being black. Black, yeah. Uh, Doom and Maximum Carnage being red. Um, I don't there was a couple N64 games like that, too. I remember Be- Beetle Adventure Racing having a yellow cartridge. Of course, there's the infamous gold cartridge, Ocarina of Time. That was a thing. I mean, just 
just get a copy of a game that you game cartridge that you don't want to play and get like a one of those silicone mold things and then just make your own mold and make your own cartridge colors don't record your scam just do it yeah <laughs> yeah ace you're just you're just throwing money out the window right now <laughs> no because like i don't know with how crazy nintendo is with like their their property and shit probably find a way to sue me for that or sue anyone that did that for i'll just make fake that. sega like, cartridges you're then. you're you're ripping off our uh <laughs> Our trademarked product design. You can't do that. Hey, it has the Nintendo f- official seal on it, Ace. You better respect that Nintendo official seal. <laughs> just scrape it off on the. Oh man. Oh jeez. I can't. Uh, I can't. Oh man. Yeah. So this has been a thing that has been a hot, div- hot topic with, um, with uh, me and my buddy Jared at the game store. It will occasionally talk about this, like the game collection. Like he makes money based on this stuff. They do sell that kind of thing, but the thing that he's been like drawing the line at, and I don't disagree with him, is grading cartridges and boxes. Like there, that's always been a thing in sort of like the card game space, like Pokemon cards and Magic cards, because you're like, how much was this played? Is it worth a bunch new used? That kind of thing. Not like on like a car, but a video game yeah. box. You're like, how do you know what's the in the box? Here? Like, how do you know that the original seal that that's the original precisely, and that there's even anything in there? I a microscopic camera, the the colonoscopy, the box, maybe. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. That's ins- it's insane to me. It's just arbitrary things that people have done to make them feel like they have the best collection i he's he's ob, he's uh so my buddy is pretty convinced that it feels like a scam especially the 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 cartridge stuff grading because he's like it's run by a select few people and they're the ones who decide the gradings like like a small not like a you know, we're not talking like five or six people, but like a very tight knit group of like maybe more, little more than that, of people who sort of decide the grading on these things. And it's like that feels fishy. That feels yeah. super fishy. That sounds like somebody just set a booth up at Comic Con and was like, "We can grade video games. We're certified to do it, and it's not really graded unless we did it for you." I like that may be the absolute truth. I don't. I don't know. I wasn't there, but that is that could be it. Like I, it does not sound good. Like in my opinion, I, I'd say if they're gonna grade it, there needs to be two separate grades on collector grading and player grading. If it functions, you need to sell it for a rational price. If you're doing it just for like collectors and looks, and you want it pristine fine then you can mark it up whatever the hell you want but you have to advertise it as collectors and if it functions and someone wants to buy it for that functional price you have Mm -hmm. to have to sell it to them for that price because yeah it is ridiculous seeing copies of games that people would theoretically want to play in a game store going for 
hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like there is no reason why old old copies of Pokemon DS and Game Boy games need to be going for hundreds of dollars. Like right. A, like what if a parent is interested in like showing their kid what old school po- Pokemon was and they don't have their original stuff and they feel like going out and you know like getting that old hardware that's just blocking them from doing it with a price wall and right and then there's i mean you you think about stuff like um <coughs> and so i i talk about evo search of eden a lot it was a big game for me as a kid even though it was chauncey's game but i mean i hogged the super nintendo so there i played it more than him but <laughs> um um that game flopped hard that's why it's super rare it didn't mm-hmm. it didn't see a lot of shelves that's why it's worth 200 out of box and and so what uh, i legitimately think that's a great game because it's got some weird stuff we've talked about the final boss looking like genitals and laughing at it it's just really really weird very very like very interesting story very weird story mm-hmm. just like a weird rpg that i love and there's no way to play it there's unless you emulate it or play it from a super nintendo it's never been on the on eShop re-release it's never been on any availability outside of that super nintendo cartridge like and it won't come up because it was an enix game and they're square enix now and they just don't bring up those except for like final fantasy that's it right and that's that's the point i was going to get into is this this weird grading system and this uh, scalper culture for all these older games is what has me like leaning more towards emulation and ROM ROM sites and stuff like that being right. okay. Like they should be allowed. Like if if you're not going to make these games available at rational prices for people who still want to play them or still want to engage with them in a casual manner, like you're kind of just screwing over your fan base. Like I get that. It's like in some cases, 20, 30, 40 years old, but there's still a market for it. You can still make money off of it and you don't make money off it. When a local game store is selling it for several hundred dollars, like, Nope. It's it's an additional venue to make money. And you could easily make money off of it. So why not do it? Right. But they'd rather they'd rather sue sue people with the last name Bowser who offered these <laughs> services to people. Right. And, or well Well could sue and win. Let's let's I'm not sure I'm not sure I know what you're talking about with the Bowser case. Uh you know I it sounds like he was he was essentially breaking the law according mm-hmm. to to what they were doing. I get that if there's a law to protect copyrights and that kind of stuff, but there is a line and there and they do cross that line quite often. And I'm talking about mm-hmm. com- Nintendo as a company yeah. uh, for I'm, their Well, I'm okay. I'm somewhat okay with that one because like we touched on I think a couple episodes ago when it was brought up he, he his service had some potential thing to like brick people's consoles, so I'm fine with yeah. 
that potentially being stopped, but like if it's literally just offering the game that they aren't selling anymore and you just get to be able to play it on like your computer or if you're able to get like a discounted like built cartridge of it, that's perfectly fine to me. You're making a really strong argument for like a video game public domain. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's there is such thing. It's called abandonware. Yeah, there is. I mean, I yeah. feel I feel like there needs to be like what what we call it like what is it uh between purgatory 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 game video wear. game That's, purgatory. Purgatory yeah. Gameware, that's the company. Just like now the after twenty years. The abandonware stuff. No, that's that's what abandonware is. Mm-hmm. Uh, abandonware is there's actual like it's been out there so long, but no one has done anything with the license or the IP and it's just sort of gone away. And then you can just sort of do what you want with it. Um You know <clears throat> then there's well, there's some companies who traditionally have been very good about uh, even giving the open source for their games and that kind of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. didn't Minecraft do that at one point before Microsoft owned it? They it was open source for a while, right? Um, I think so. Uh, Doom is classic for having done that like a year after it was released, or pretty soon after, just so the modding community could get into it. Um, <laughs> there's stuff like that. There's there's positive examples of that, but like the uh, if you look up Abandonware. Uh, sometime there is a lot of games out there that is just like you can just play it online like people have made it playable in a browser because they're just trying to keep the history alive of these games um one of my favorite old computer games one must fall i think falls in that category mm-hmm. of abandonware i don't even recognize the companies that made it they come yeah. up on the the title screen and stuff but they like outside of that like I like to get to, like, obviously the more personal example that I've always been bringing it up. Like, it pisses me off that, like, on eBay you can find, like, literally thousands of copies of, like, Nintendo Land and uh, uh, Zombie U. And yet, like, copies of Devil's Third are, like, only in, like, the dozens and they're all, like, $400 plus now. Since they yes. said they're going to shut down the 3DS and Wii store. Like, what are you doing? Offer an alternative. Right. Or, like, allow this stuff to be, like, shared online with the community. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, when they when they close down the eShop like that, and it's the only way to get to certain things, I... <sighs> not okay <laughs> and there's like there's games that are just on the eShop there is no there is no other way to access them like um I'm trying to think like that was the problem with Scott Pilgrim for a while if you guys remember that mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim he just lost rights and that kind of stuff but then you know, it <clears throat> recently got a comeback it's no longer that case it's a little expensive for a comeback. I think it's actually more than it used to be. I think it started as like a $20 game. Now it's like $30 minimum. Um, like I, <laughs> I 
I don't know. The 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 I would I would like to see to some some open restrictions, especially for just keeping a history, like a video game history. Yeah. Like there's got to be some cool games out there that no one's heard of that no one got to play that are probably just dead in the water and just lost. And that's highly unfortunate. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to see that happen to something like EVO, which I think legitimately is just a cool, weird game that people should play. Yeah. Oh, well. And we keep on playing Call of Duty, right? <laughs> no, we're just a we're just a mom and pop podcast. We don't have That's any true. power to change the industry. That's true, unfortunately. Well, you know, one day maybe, one we day gotta, we can hope. Then one we day. gotta then we gotta deal with the likes of these big corporate podcasts like IGN and blah blah blah. Coming in, (laughs) shuttering our business. Uh, no. (laughs) No. Like, I've always hated that argument when people are like, oh, you know, I'm in competition with so-and-so. Like, I've never felt like I've been in competition. If you remember, like, right before we I started doing this podcast, um, the guys from It's Super Effective, which is the most popular Pokemon podcast, started The Carve. And they're like, you guys copy, like, you got, like, they're like, the carve copied you, and they're so much more popular. That's so unfair, like some people would say. It's like, hey, no, they didn't copy me. It made sense for a lot of people to make a Monster Hunter podcast just before World came out. Uh, B, we have talked to the people at uh, the carve. In fact, I've talked to quite a few times of one of the co-creators about coming on recently, especially for one of the Monster Hunter episodes, uh, you know when Sasha's gone. We're good. Like we're on good terms. We've just came up with the same idea close to the same time. And they're popular because they already had an audience and I came out of nowhere. I thought I was going to come out of the Reddit community. That didn't work out for me. (laughs) Although their, their last episode was July 22nd of last year. That's quite. Oh, they were, they were they were gone for multiple years, and then they came yeah. back for a couple episodes. Yeah, Yeesh. and they're still more popular than us. Oh yeah, it's just the that. way it works. Twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one is another gap. Oof. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A couple of years, they were just they were just done. They they literally said we just don't have anything else to talk about. And meanwhile, like. I was on the other end of the of, the, of you know this podcast going. Like, I could do this for seven years without a stop. <laughs> like, but I mean, obviously, we're not just monster hunter at this point. There was a point where I was just like, I I get it. We're we're not just monster hunter. You can't do one game unless that one game is so ubiquitous, like WoW, for so long. And even then, I bet I still wouldn't be able to do a WoW podcast if I cared that much. To this day, like I'd still mm. want to talk about other things. I still. Like, I just talked about a card game I'm interested in today. Like, it has nothing to do with Monster Hunter. Not at all. Like, we just want to talk about what we like, right? I mean, we'll talk about movies on here constantly, because we all like movies, too. Which I'm still, I need to I'm still waiting on my uh, 
Fatalis statue to come in. Hmm. I'm thinking maybe uh, I'll save the unboxing for uh, one of the episodes. Mm. Just unbox it live on uh, podcast. See how okay. huge and ginormous that thing is. Bring out my uh, Kushala Kushala statue and like have it right next to it to compare. I mean, I've got my desk ornaments, the ever losing a wing Diablos, and um... <laughs> you get some uh, model glue. It just snaps in. I'm not worried about it. And then the super pokey Nergigante. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've but, got the uh, I've got the uh, Velcana to contrast with that and recreate the uh, somewhat recreate the dynamic of the Steelbook. Oh, and my Doom stuff is on on the shelf over there. But I've showed you the Zenogre one. I have too. Mm-hmm. Eh, it's hard to put that back. All right. So, um, let me see, this is, we flopped around news and Monster Hunter, so next week is our wild card week, so we'll figure out something for that. Actually, I already know what I want to do for that, and I was going to ask you guys. So we did, Sasha, we did, uh, you missed, uh, last week we did this Monster Hunter sort of like grid, that had sort of like generic, like, what's your favorite monster, this kind of stuff, like a lot of different aspects. There was, it was stolen and repurposed from a generic video game one. Uh, a while ago and i want to i'd like to see if we could do that where it's like best story best character like all of us sort of answer it and i actually pulled up uh on the stream and i you know and for you guys to see i actually made it so you guys could see it i will write in the answers on the the card while we're talking about them for everyone so i don't know i thought it was a cool idea i'd like to do it with the generic video game one with you guys if that's okay Sounds good to me. I had to find it. Yeah. Yeah, I had to find it because I had to dig back through Twitter history to get it. But um, I'll put it in the uh, chat for us to look at a little ahead of time, maybe think about it ahead of time. I know most of my answers because recently I actually made a top 100 of of my own favorite video games last year. Like, I actually wrote that down. It's changed since then. But... Mm -hmm. I actually have like 115 games that I legit remember and enjoy on there. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you saw, but uh, I think I shared it on Twitter. Nintendo really missed out on the opportunity with um, making a new uh, um, limited edition Switch for Kirby. They really yes! They really the big mouth done, mode. They should have done yeah. the mouthful mode with the uh, Switch OLED. Did you ever see that, Sasha? Oh, uh, it's so good. Let me see if I. It's have... just Kirby wrapped around a Switch dock and and the Switch itself, like where he's like chomped onto those cards or something where he can't fit it all in his mouth and he's just sitting there. I love it. That's a good game. I haven't finished it yet, but it's a good game. Ooh, I gotta pee. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) The urge just, like, went and kicked me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. You can see it. It's so funny. That's that's just, like, fan-made? That's not a real thing? Yeah. Yeah, that's a fan-made right there. 
It they were been... like, missed opportunity, Nintendo, you jerks. Like, that would have been so cool. I'd have bought and that. Like... Actually, <sighs> Cece's been complaining because she wants a dockable Switch now. Because she's jealous that Emery now has a dockable Switch. So, yeah. like, Cece's like, but I wanted to play the Nintendo sports game, and you have to have controllers for that, and it's really hard to do. You can do it on a Switch Lite, but that's really hard to do. So I've well, been considering getting her another Switch. That's a lot of money just to be like, hey, kid, you said this thing you wanted. Here's $250 for it. But like, I, well, we'll see. I told her, let's see for Christmas or birthday. Like, let's see. Yeah, if I if I hadn't gotten the Monster Hunter one, I would definitely be interested in getting one of the OLEDs because like, even just seeing the uh demos that they have at at like targets and stuff the the colors definitely do seem a lot more vibrant and i mean it's it's What's, a my, are, minute addition on the screen size but it's it's definitely a little bit nicer to see a larger screen do they have a better battery life because if they have a better battery life uh, i'd almost be tempted do. to it's but it's see, like that's essentially tempting. It's essentially the same as like the upgraded version of the current Switch. The right, which is what Switch. my Monster Hunter one is. My Monster yeah. Hunter is a current upgrade. Yeah, because as far mm. as as far as I remember, with the OLED Switch, the only thing that changed really was the screen, and mm-hmm. not much else. Because like, obviously they didn't they didn't super beef it up to be the uh, Switch Pro that everyone's been creaming their pants over for years and years now that doesn't exist i still don't believe that that exists at all that is not a thing <laughs> we'll see i mean apparently the wii u was their their attempt to like become a powerhouse in the market but like even then it was only a little bit above like a xbox 360 GameCube was. The GameCube was the most powerful system on the market at the time. Period. And they saw how well that went. As in not well at all. Um, <laughs> it wasn't helped with the donut discs that were like they were the only ones using that. Like the small discs. Yeah. Um, but GameCube was more powerful than a PS2 and an Xbox. Like as far as like just raw computing power, but there was all other things getting in the way uh, of it. I mean, Xbox was brand new. It had a hype train, it had halo, that kind of yeah. stuff. I mean, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to bash on the GameCube. The GameCube was a wonderful system and I loved it, but like the GameCube is not remembered as one, one of Nintendo's like best and greatest, unless you're talking about a smash brothers fan who loves melee. Like, You'll get Wind Waker from the GameCube. You'll get Melee. And in my opinion, Luigi's Mansion and Pikmin, the two launch titles that were just absolutely stellar. (coughs) But the Mario Kart that came out of the GameCube, Double Dash, that's like most people's least favorite Mario Kart. You get Resident Evil 4, which used to be an exclusive, but now that's everywhere. Resident Evil 4 is like the original Skyrim. Just ported on everything all the time um like i'm not like chat's like 
how could you? How could you hate on the GameCube? I don't hate on the GameCube. I'm just saying, like, its library was just not as strong as some other systems at the time. Like, Sasha, you didn't have the GameCube. What, like, what are your, I, what are your thoughts on GameCube games? I bought a GameCube at a garage sale for like thirty yeah. bucks, and it came with a Harvest Moon game and a Resident Evil game. And the only thing that I really played a ton of on GameCube was Mario Party Six. Right. Yep. Right. So. Obviously, a small subset of people who didn't get into GameCube, but like, that's not a lot of games that she's talking about there. Yeah. Like, yeah, I didn't. Because, like, I went from, like, uh, one of the flat Game Boy Advance to a Game Boy Advance SP. Mm-hmm. I think I got an Xbox. Then I got a PSP. And then PS3. Wow, then, you jumped all around. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, college, or end of college, I got myself 3DS, and then PS4, then Switch, then PS Vita, then PS5. Okay. And then Wii U. So I have, I have a bunch of stuff from all over. I mean, I've had every Nintendo main console. Uh, I haven't had every handheld. Um, but if you add Chance and I together, we've had every handheld. Uh, excluding, excluding like, the Game Boy Micro. Like, I don't think we either of us got that. What um, about excluding, like, the uh, 500 variants of the 3DS and the DS? Uh, I think having one of them is good enough. And we each had some... I had a DS Lite at one point. Uh, he had a uh. DS. He had a DS Lite. Um, I've had both 3DSs, the D- 3DS and the new 3DS. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, like as far as cons- consoles go, I've had every Nintendo. I've had a, every PlayStation. And I've had the your Xbox 360. <laughs> as far nice. as Xbox goes. Um, I had a Dreamcast, which we played a lot of, and mm-hmm. I bought a Nintendo sixty four late in the game. Um, it like I think GameCube was out when I got a sixty four. I remember buying like a used bundle at what whatever GameStop used to be. Okay, I go, mm-hmm. I go, and <laughs> and same thing with I got my GameCube at. At a garage sale. Um, mm-hmm. So it sounds like I, the only um, Nintendo stuff that I've really like bought was a 3DS to play Pokemon. And it my because my parents yeah. bought me a Game Boy when I was a kid. So, mm-hmm. But Xbox, I had, I inherited my original Xbox. My uncle gave it to me. And then I mm-hmm. I bought several 360s because Red Ring. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we had a guy at uh, one of the lumber mills actually talking to us about baking 360s the other day. I, I bought so many 360s that at one point, I think my brother, one of his 360s, something happened to it. And my dad just, like, pulled apart 
parts from the other systems and put it back together and fix whatever was wrong with this. Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. That's great. And then I played a PlayStation Uh, two for a long time and we never, I never had a PlayStation three. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of reason to, honestly, I had a PS three because you know, the big third party games at the time, if you already had a 360, there wasn't super big reason to get a PS3. Yep. Like, well, a working 360. But I started with PS3 and then I later got a 360. So, you know, and that was just so I could play Call of Duty with a different set of people. I was playing Black Ops on PS3 with one set of people and then moving to three uh, 360 to play with a different set of people for Black Ops. So... Yeah, I mean, but that was a weird time in my life, too. Like, the, I had, like, the, the you know, you talked about you went to grad school and stuff, and you stopped playing a lot of games. Um, my period of that was being really dirt poor, and the only thing I had was a Wii for, like, a good year, the first year in my uh, in my marriage. And I just there played. was so little coming out on the Wii at one point that was worth anything that... Well, those are my to get real good at Wii Sports, Xbox, and PlayStation Two days for me. I was just playing a ton of like Morrowind on my Xbox and mm-hmm. uh, Mortal Kombat on the PlayStation. Yeah, so so for me, I we had a part, point where like both of our cars broke down like within a week of our marriage, like both of them breaking down. So we had to get new cars and. And it wasn't even like brand new cars. It was like we got used cars from someone for like eight hundred dollars that like we prayed were still working well. And I remember I got one game in that calendar year, and it was the conduit on the Wii. And I waited for that game from GameStop like like Christmas Day for me. Cause it was like the one new game. Because I played was like boom blocks like the steven spielberg like party game if you guys ever saw that like that was dumb it was not good um i played a couple of monster hunter wasn't out yet this was before try so like i had wii sports i had that i could play zelda uh for like the fifth time if i wanted but i didn't want to so i got the conduit which was like a golden eye sort of style first person shooter on the Wii, but you know, Ninchak, so you controlled it with the remote. And um it was interesting and I had an online mode and I played a lot of it, but I do remember I had a dog named Merlin at the time. I might have mentioned him a couple he was a Brussels Griffin if you're familiar with the breed. It's Winston Churchill's dog. It has like the giant mustache and stuff. It's a hilarious looking dog. Um he was a butt, though. Like, I, that dog was so mean to me, particularly. Like, he was just like, I got this brand new game. I'm at the title screen. And then I just see him look me dead in the eyes, just stare into my eyes and just crap in the middle of the, the living room floor while I was, like, booting up the game. And I've been waiting for, for like, six months. And I'm like... <laughs> and then, like, I got yelled at, like, why didn't you take the dog out? And I was like, he didn't need to go out. He just... <laughs> I was like, oh, dog, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> so I took him out, cleaned it up. 
And then I got to play my game. And then I figured out while playing it, it's severely mediocre. And I was just like, <laughs> like, oh man, those, those were like the, the poor days. But then I got a really good job. I got my first HD TV and I got a PS3 and then things sort of picked up from there. And my friend Brian uh, from Bickering Bucks convinced me to get a PS3 because I was I was I wasn't loyal to PlayStation. I've never been super loyal to PlayStation. It's just for me, it's the games. So he convinced me. He showed me Borderlands actually on the PS3, and I got Borderlands and had to play it by myself because he never had time to play with me. So that's why I ended up hating Borderlands later on because playing by yourself sucks, especially <laughs> in the first one. And, but I also got, um, the original Demon Souls and Mag, and I loved Mag. Uh, he actually did have time to play with me when I was playing Mag and Demon Souls, which I beat the PS3 version. Have not beat the PS5 version yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of a cool, our video game history thing. We haven't done that yet. Um... We've talked a lot about how, you know, you're an Xbox player, Sasha. Did you? How far did you? Did you get an Xbox One at launch, or did you wait? Oh, um, I. I mean, I got to play it when they first came out because my uncle, he, you know, he didn't have kids, so he always bought the new video games. My my gaming experience growing up definitely was uh, a lot of exposure with my uncle. So, like, I played um, mm-hmm. Nintendo 64 games when they first all came out because my uncle had it. And that's what we, like, oh, okay. how we bonded. And then whenever the next consoles would come out, he'd buy them and I would get the old one. So, that's how I got my sure. first Xbox was because he, something else had come out and he bought it and I got my Xbox. And hmm. Yeah. Okay. So. I, my uncle gifted me my first PlayStation 1. So, I get it. Yeah. Because my brother and I had been playing a PlayStation 1 for a long time before I got my Xbox. Hmm. Yeah, he uh, he gave it to us with no games and one controller. And so Dad was like, all right, I guess we got to get some games. And I don't even remember. Actually, no, I do remember my first game on it. It was War Games Defcon 5. And that was a weird game if you ever saw that. Um it was like mechs. It was like an RTS mech PS1 game. I think my brother and I played... Are we talking PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2? 1. Oh, it was a demo disc for sure. Um, we played a lot of the demo disc. And uh, the first like full game we got was Crash... Crash Warped. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember a lot of the early PlayStation games that I got. I do remember one of the ones I coveted for like a good year and a half was Oddworld. I loved Oddworld. Um, those two games on the PS1. And I I played a couple Crash. And then uh, there was the Warpath Jurassic Park that was like a fighting game for dinosaurs that I loved. And Bushido Blade. We we played a lot of Bushido Blade. Chance and I. And other friends when they came over. Um, so yeah. Anyways, I would love to 
for us to 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 do that grid next week. Um, I'll find it for sure. Because I thought it was a really cool Twitter thing, and I was like, I'm going to do this also on Twitter and follow the trend. And I was like, or, or I could save it for the podcast and make a good episode that way. So I decided to save it for the podcast. Because I thought it was a cool idea. So we're totally stealing stealing that for that episode if you like if you guys do sound interested in it um sounds good to me and there was a again there was a monster hunter specific one that i totally stole for last week's episode because they had a thing where they uh that a camellius had stolen it and i don't know if you saw ace but i marked out camellius and put melnix <laughs> i was like because we stole it again i mean we could do that a couple more times at least. Yeah. Is what we got. A couple uh, other thieving monsters. Gypsurus. Yeah. I don't know of another thieving monster, though. I think those are only three I know of off the top of my head. Um, felt like there was one more. Does Don't Shakalaka steal two? I think. I don't know. I, I kill them on sight. The little goblin bastards they are. Yes, yes, I'm aware. I'm aware, <laughs> buddy. So much. <laughs> I hate Shagalaga so much. Uh I like goblins in D and D. Oh, I didn't get to say this. I start. I got to play in a D and D campaign for the first time this week too. In a while. Nice. That was that was fun. Um, our DM has this really cool thing where he's like the star, like uh stars and wishes is what he calls it like so like after a campaign a lot of people are like hey you know what was good what was bad i'd like some feedback kind of thing so at the end of the camp uh, end of the session every night uh he wants to do this thing called stars and wishes and everyone sort of votes on like who was the star player that week and and then they all say like a wish they'd like to see in the campaign later on or something sorry it was a <laughs> moth that flew up right in front of my face holy cow <laughs> <laughs> um, and I got voted star of the week for my my gruff dwarven uh, fighter who uh, saved the party and took nice. credit for Chauncey's kill. Chauncey's in that campaign too. Um, I did a ton of damage to this like wolf that took over run down. It was like an acid spitting wolf or something like that. And like I did a ton of, ton of damage to it. And then Chauncey came in and just like finished it off with like a small cantrip because he's a caster as usual. And he was like, I did it. And I was like, but I totally took credit with everyone in the town and stuff. It was really funny. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, and I was like, you know, normal boisterous dwarf. They were like, you know, like, ah, come have an ale. And he's like, about time. <laughs> stuff like that. Even though I personally don't drink. I just had a uh-huh. fun with it. Um, but I'm glad to be playing again. It's been a while. It's been since before covid i've been in a regular game that i've played in maybe yeah i mean makes sense trying to be safe yeah it's true well even the online stuff we have like a couple sessions online it just wouldn't go they just sort of stop anyways but yeah i i think that's good for this week we're doing pretty good on time um anything else to say ace sasha no, really. Nope. Okay. So next week we're going to go over the the grid of our favorites and least favorites of games and that kind of stuff. I don't know if there's least favorites in there. 
I know the Monster Hunter had least favorites, but they were working with less material. But I'll get that thing up on our Discord. Um, and I'll put it in the general, too, if people want to follow along and see what we're talking about. It was on Twitter for a little bit, and I got to I gotta dig to find it again. I'm not really sure how, but I could. It's going to take quite a bit of digging, I think. Because <laughs> it's a week ago today. And, like, yeah. a week ago in, twi- in Twitter is, like, a year in messaging history with someone, it feels like. <laughs> so (sighs) all right uh well uh thanks everyone for watching and we'll catch you next week oh wait i gotta do the tagline stuff i'm so at ace badger gaming if you want to follow him on twitter and if you want to follow the show at hunter sub pod on here twitch and twitter and join the discord all all the fun stuff i almost forgot that man i'm a terrible podcaster (laughs) no So good to be remembered. (laughs) Right. Hey, I I did you first. All right. Bye for real this time, folks. (laughs) Bye.